You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Church at Home. Hey, if I have not yet had the privilege to meet you, my name is John. Uh, my wife, Vanessa, and I get this amazing opportunity to lead this community that we call Discovery. And uh, if you are streaming this online, first off, let us know you're here. Go ahead and comment below and be like, hey, I'm here. Uh, we want to know who's here, who's watching. I uh, want to also let you know that next week, if you feel comfortable or you didn't know that uh, we're actually meeting outdoors, we want to invite you out. Uh, 10 o'clock at our uh, at our church location. We meet in the parking lot. We space families out. We have fences to to block cars from from coming in, and it's just a great opportunity now in space to to hang out. And so, I want to invite you out next Sunday, 10 o'clock. If not, if you feel more comfortable in the comfort of your home, streaming this, we still want to give you an opportunity to to be ministered to. And so, we actually have someone from. Uh, my directional team uh, facilitating the uh, the chat and the comments. And so if you need prayer, uh, we have someone there for you right now, actually. And so uh, that's another great reason why to say hi. So, um, so our facilitator, uh, Nick, doesn't feel all alone uh, while he's while he's streaming this. So uh, quick announcements. First one is this. Uh, today at 1230, uh, we are having our welcome home lunch. And now if you are brand new to Discovery or you've been attending Discovery for a while, but you just you really haven't connected and you're ready to take the next step, this is for you. We're going to be meeting at Sally's Tomatoes here in Roner Park at 1230. We're going to buy you lunch and we just want to hang out with you and, and just meet you, share a little bit about the, the, the mission and the vision that God has given um, us as a church for this city, for this county. Now, unfortunately, this is only live um, in person. So maybe next time, if, if, if you don't feel comfortable, you can join us next time. Or, um, but, but, but we have that at 1230 today off. So tomorrow kicks off our fall semester of groups and want to invite you out to that. It's going to be phenomenal. We have groups all throughout the week that you can join. And so for to sign up for a group, or to look at the groups, or to sign up for today for the Welcome Home, you can head over to discoverychurch.cc and uh, you can sign up do all that stuff there. So without further ado, I wanna go ahead and, and start the message for today. We are in week two of our series, Savage Prayer, and today we're gonna be looking at a person named Elijah and look at this savage prayer that he's about to make. So we're going to set up the, the, the whole story starting in 1 Kings chapter 18. Here we go. When he saw, he being Ahab, saw Elijah, he said to him, uh, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the bills. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. Verse 20. So Ahab went, sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Uh, 
Then Elijah said to them, I'm the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. But uh, get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will also prepare uh, another bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. And here's 24, verse 24. This really sets the precedence of our message today. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of my God. And he says this, here, here's the, the, the face off, the caveat. The God who answers by fire, he is the true God. Then tell the people, then all the people, excuse me, said, what you say is good. Hey, I want to, as I mentioned before, I want to give you a uh, second week of our series, Savage Prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for each person that's hanging out with us online right now. Father, I pray that you would speak to their hearts, speak to their minds, God, that that you, Holy Spirit, would radically change us through this prayer that Elijah is about to make. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I got a question for you. Have you ever been to, like, let's say, Costco, and you're walking, and you see somebody in their car that you know that you miss, uh, that you, you're excited to see, and you want to call them and be like, hey, I see you, right? Like, go ahead. If that's you, comment below and say, be like, me, that's me. Okay, so so uh, you're walking, you see that person, you pick up the phone, you're excited, the phone's ringing, because you're going to talk to someone that you haven't seen in a while, and then you miss them. And you see them, they're sitting in the car, and they pick up their phone, and you get excited, because you're like, they're about to answer. And they look at their phone, and then they put it down, and you're like, what just happened? Like they didn't answer. Or, or, or how about this scenario? Here you go. You're, you're walking to Costco. Uh, you see that same person sitting in the car. You're excited. You pick up the phone. You call them. They actually pick up this time. And you're like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, hey, I can't really talk right now. I'm in the middle of a meeting. And you are like, really? Right? Because you can see them right there. They're like right there. And you know that they're not in a meeting. They're just sitting in their car. And yet they answered in a way that you weren't expecting them to answer. Now, I was thinking about this whole idea of, 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 of being answered in a manner that you weren't expecting. And uh, there's something that's real vulnerable that happens, right? When, when, when they don't pick up or when like, they clearly are not in the meeting, there's something that happens inside of you that, 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 that like, it affects how you respond and react and how you act towards them in the future. In fact, I would almost bet that that the way that they answered like kind of determines whether or not you're either you're even whether you are even going to that's what I'm trying to say even going to call them again all because of what had happened and how they had answered and how you had felt the last time you called them. Now, here's why I'm telling you this, because I think that there's actually some truth in that if we mirror this idea to God, right? This idea, because here's, here's, here's the fact of the matter. We have all, at one point or another, have prayed to God, right? I, I, I've, I've prayed for God to answer certain things. Now, if you have ever prayed 
and ask God to answer. You know this to be true, that God doesn't always answer your prayer in the manner that you were hoping or that you were expecting. And if we're honest, at least if I'm honest, when I when God answers my prayer in a manner that I'm not expecting, that I'm not really, I wasn't really looking forward to it, to, to him answering that way. Like there is something inside of me that kind of pulls away, that draws back, that actually affects how I approach God next time when I'm praying for something. Can you relate to what I'm saying this morning? That, that, that there's something about uh, this idea that, that God, if, uh, that, that, that when God, when, when you don't respond and when you don't answer in the manner that I'm, like that, there's something that vulnerable that happens, like a disappointment that takes place. And, and if I'm not careful, that disappointment can really prevent me from going to God in the future. Now, I would suggest that Perhaps the, the one thing, the one saving grace, if you will, when it comes to the prayers that I've made is that I've my prayers are in private, right? I'm not publicly praying these things that I'm wanting God to answer. So if he doesn't respond in the manner that I'm wanting him to respond in, like, it's okay because I, there, there's no embarrassment, right? Because not everyone saw what I saw. Not everyone, like there, there's something about, there's a saving grace about, about the private prayers made because there's no embarrassment if it doesn't come to pass in the manner that I'm wanting it to. Now, here's why I'm saying that, because I'm setting this up. The story that we just read at the beginning of our time together, here's what's phenomenal, is that the prayer that Elijah is about to to make in verse 36 that he does not have the luxury of of uh, the he, he doesn't have the luxury of of what if this prayer doesn't make because he's not making it in private he's publicly he's he's about to publicly pray this prayer and he has to publicly wait to see if God is going to answer. Now, I don't know about you, but that is a savage prayer. That is a savage prayer. The idea that I am going to pray something in public without knowing the answer, but believing in faith that God's going to respond. See, this is what's happening to Elijah. He gets to this place. He's talking to Ahab and he's like, hey, we need to figure out today where Israel stands. Do they believe that God, Lord God is God, or do they believe God of Baal is God? The Baal gods. And he's like, we need to make a stand, and here's how we're going to do it. We're each going to have an altar. We're each going to place a bull on the altar. And then we're going to call on the name of our God. You're going to call on Baal. I'm going to call on Lord God to set the altar on fire and whatever whatever god sends fire from heaven down to the altar that is the true god and so so the people ahab they they agree they're like okay yeah let's do it because our god 
Whoo, Baal, whoo, he's amazing. And so, so they, they get all their prophets, the, the 450 prophets of Baal, the, the 400 prophets of, of the, and they begin to like chant and they begin to, to, to scream and to holler like, Baal, send fire. If you actually read the scripture, the, the text, it's, it's very hilarious because Elijah, he's sitting on the sideline and he's like, hey, yell louder. Maybe God can't hear you. So they start screaming even louder and chanting even louder. And, and if you read the text, here's the other thing. They begin cutting themselves, trying to get the attention of Baal. They, they, they begin, and they're doing all these things, and nothing happens. They're not answered. Nothing takes place. Nothing happens. And then it's Elijah's turn. And Elijah, he has a little swag because he ups the ante even more. He's like, hey, pour water on my altar. Fill it up with water. Drench it drench the altar because he he has this mindset like hey when god my god lord god god of israel when he sets fire to this altar you're going to be even more amazed because you know how drenched this altar was and so we get to the point in the story verse 36 of first kings chapter 18 where elijah is about to pray his savage prayer. And here's what he says. O God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make it known right now that you are God in Israel, that I am your servant, and that I'm doing what I'm doing under your orders. That's his prayer. And spoiler alert, we read that God sets fire to a sacrifice. But here's what I want you to see. Elijah, he didn't have to yell. He didn't have to chant. He didn't have to dance. He didn't have to cut himself in order for, for, for his prayer to be answered. And yet, his prayer produced something. He didn't have to go through all of the gimmicks of, of, of what the other, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the prophets of Baal were having to do. He simply prayed something so profound, so powerful that he was able to receive. He was able, his prayer was able to produce something tangible. And so this morning, what I want us to do is to look at the prayer that he prayed. Because in this prayer, there are three mindsets that I think that if we could begin to, 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 to have when we go to God, I think you and I, we can both have prayers that produce something. And so this morning, I want to give you three, uh, three mindsets to consider when you pray that are taken, off, taken out of the savage prayer that Elijah made. The first one is this. Number one, 
is honor. Elijah said, you are God of Israel. You are God of Israel. Now this, 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 the way that he starts off is very similar to what Jesus said when his disciples were like, hey, Jesus, how do we pray? And Jesus said, uh, you pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, watch this. He says, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. See, he, he starts off Jesus when he's teaching them to pray. He says, before I say, before I lay my request before God, before I lay my, before any results that I'm wanting before God, like I need to set the stage and first establish that you are God. This, this idea of, of what Elijah is doing in our text, he says, you are God of Israel. He's setting the stage that before any results, before any request, he is letting God know that first and foremost, you are God. See, I need to get to the place when I pray that I, I need to understand that my honor is not tied to results but my honor is tied to God. I'll say that again. My honor, me honoring God is not tied to a result, but me honoring God is tied to the idea of who he is. If my honoring God is tied to a result, the problem with that is that every time I don't get the result that I want, I all of a sudden don't get, I all of a sudden refuse to give God the honor that he deserves. And so I need to learn to not, to, to, I need to learn to, to set the foundation of my conversation with God with the idea that before anything else, God, I need you to know before the results, before the request, I need you to know, God, that I honor you. The psalmist said it best in Psalms chapter 34 and verse 1, where he says this, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. That word praise in some of your translations that may say extol. And so this idea like I will exalt, I will praise, this, this, this idea of honoring, I will praise, honor, exalt no matter what happens happens. When I pray, I first need to start off with establishing God as being worthy of my honor. Come on, somebody. The second thing, the second mindset. So the first mindset is the mindset of honor. The second mindset is this, the mindset of humility. So Elijah said, you are God of Israel. And then he says, I am your servant. I am your servant. This actually, uh, this, this kind of flows into what one of our keys from, from last week was this idea of knowing your role. Check this out. A misinterpretation of my role leads to a misrepresentation of God's role. A misinterpretation of my role leads to a misrepresentation 
of God's role. Listen, here's the big idea. If I see myself as the source, then I will always see God as an option. I'll say that again. As long as I see myself, my strength, my abilities as the source, then I will always in return see God as an option. See, I need to realize that that the way that God created me is this idea that I am not the source, but I am his servant. I am not the source. I am his servant. I have to get to the place where I, when I go to God in my prayer, that, that I'm honoring him, but I'm also taking the posture of humility. I'm taking the posture of the idea that God, it is you and you alone that is my source. I'm going to take the position of God. I can't do anything without you. God, I need you. James 3.10 says this, Humble yourselves before the Lord and watch this. He will lift you up in honor. So if I can learn to humble myself before God, the result is that He will honor me. He will lift me up. And it's not by me understanding that I'm the source. It's by understanding that I'm His servant. And so we're looking at three mindsets that that uh, made up Elijah's prayer when he said, God send fire from heaven. So we have the mindset of honor, the mindset of humility, and then the last one, the mindset of hierarchy. So he says, you are God of Israel. I am your servant. And watch this. I am under your order. I think this is a very important thing to understand is that his prayer was in line with God's desires. Elijah said, I am only doing this because you had ordered me to do it. So he's saying that I am only going to these prophets and I'm only challenging this and I'm only praying God that you would set fire to this altar, not because I wanted to show off, not because I thought it was a great idea, but because you had ordered it for me to do. This idea that I need to learn to pray what is in line with God's desires because there's power in See, if I, 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 would, I believe that if Elijah would have just, in his own strength, went up and been like, hey, send fire from heaven, maybe God would have answered, but maybe he wouldn't have. If God didn't first tell Elijah to do that. See, I have to learn to pray that what, what is in line with God's desires rather than my desires. And I know that's hard to hear sometimes. I know it's even hard to do. But there's power in that. We read in the Gospel of John, John uh, writes down that, that if we ask anything in, 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 in Jesus' name, like it will be done. But then it, he almost like, he almost understands that 
that he should be a little bit more clear in that. So he goes in First John, the letter of First John, uh, when he's at towards the end of his ministry, he kind of he kind of tweaks it. He he makes it a little more. Um, uh, uh, he 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 just he he brings more clarity to it. And he says this in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. Watch this. That if we ask anything, what? I can ask anything. If you, you can ask anything, if you ask anything, but here's the caveat. According to his will, what is the result? He will hear us. Now notice it didn't say like he will answer us. He said, he will hear. So if we ask anything, if we ask for anything according to God's will, he hears us. So I have to learn if I want to have a savage prayer and if I want to pray bold prayers, despite what I'm feeling or what I'm facing, that I have to learn to pray in alignment with God's desires rather than my desires. So rather than saying, God, give me this job. God, I'm praying that you would give me this job. I, I now need to tweak it and say, God, I, I pray that you would help show me what job to take. God, I want to marry that man. or I want to marry that woman. Now I'm tweaking and saying, God, I want you to show me what your will is for who I'm supposed to marry. Are you guys getting this? Like, I, I, I now have to learn that I am under the, the order of who God is. And so, so Elijah, whoo, Elijah, he prayed this, this bold prayer that, oh God, God of Abraham and Isaac and Israel, make it known right now that you are God in Israel, that I am your servant, and that I'm doing what I'm doing under your orders. And he continues this. So he gives us these three mindsets. And then he continues verse 37. And here is the reason why I believe that God uh, has given us this opportunity to pray things in public, to pray bold prayers and and news flash it's not for your benefit and it's not for my benefit watch this he says answer me god answer me and watch this and reveal to these people that you are god the true god the one that you are giving these people another chance at repentance Reveal to these people that you are God, the true God, and that you are giving these people another chance at repentance. The motive for Elijah's prayers to be answered was so that people would be drawn to God. Can I say this morning that your ability to pray prayers and God answering them is so that it can draw men and women to repentance, to the face of God, to who God is. That when I pray, whatever I'm praying for, that it doesn't just benefit me, but it benefits those around me. 
friends, I want you to know that today you can pray bold prayers. That you can pray prayers that, that, that change people's mindsets of how they see God. And so I want to encourage you that when you pray, that you would have the mindset of honor, humility, and hierarchy so that people far from him can encounter his love, can encounter his grace, and can encounter his mercy. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.